Tom mentioned earlier in the week that he kind of still hasn't got over that Super Bowl 52 loss to the Eagles. Is this something that still kind of sticks in the back of your mind? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you play in that game, like I still remember 46 when we lost to the Giants. Still remember when I lost the state championship when I was 12. Like you, you don't forget anytime you could play for a championship and you don't win it. It's just, um, I think something that that sticks with you. You always want plays back. You want to do things differently, um, but it doesn't like control your day to day. But you always, I think you always think about it. Is this a bigger receiving core, or just than you're going to see between Jeffrey, um, Aguilar, and? Ertz and Goddard, they're just a bigger group of guys. Yeah, yeah, and then I think they used two tight end sets more than really any football team. Um, and then the, the two type of tight ends they have, like both those guys um, are four seven, four six guys. They run great routes. They split out wide. So um, whether you call it, you know, 12 with two tight ends or is it 11, you know, with three receivers, like they have that kind of versatility. Um, and then, like you said, when you put in, you know, Hollins and, and Jeffrey, those are two big receivers now. So um, it's definitely a bigger group. And I think because of their size and their skill set, they're able to do a lot of different things um, from a versatile standpoint um, that you don't see from a, a bunch of teams. How good is Carson Wentz and what, what does he do well? Uh, I think he's really good. I think he, he's able to obviously make plays when he has to with his legs and, and escape in the pocket. Um, but I think he has very good pocket presence. He, he does a good job looking guys off um, and delivering the ball where he needs to. So I think, you know, when he's in there, you can see the control. You can see the different check with me stuff at the line of scrimmage that he's in control of. So um, I think he's a very talented, you know, young quarterback. Devin, yeah, this morning you guys announced this social justice fund donation. Can you explain how that came about with the players and the contributions that were made. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, way back in the beginning of the season, you know, we met during the preseason, during training camp, and I just explained to guys that, you know, there's a social justice matching fund um, that any money we raise, you know, Mr. Craft and ownership will match up to $250,000. And guys were very open and wanted to donate and wanted to make a change. And I think um, it's a credit also to Mr. Craft. You know, no matter what we raise, he was going to give the full amount that he could. Um, and I think to be able to raise money, you know, as a team and to give back in the community we play in, to show we care, to show we want to help be a part of the change um, is an awesome feeling. And I think it's, you know, I think we have certain guys that get a lot of the headlines for it. But, you know, I think something like this shows like it's a true team effort. This was every guy in the locker room reaching in their pockets, no matter how much they made, saying, like, I want to give something uh, to contribute to this. So, you know, it's one of the things I'm, I'm super proud of to be a part of this team and have a group of guys that say, like, I want to go make a difference and, and make a change. And, you know, we did polls and everything of different things we wanted to give to. So we want, I wanted to make sure it was a true team thing of, of things we all wanted to give to. So um, very impactful and, and great to be a part of. Statistically, you guys have been great at defending the deep ball this season. What are some of the keys for you that just go into making that the case? Uh, you got to do it each week. You know, I'm I'm – I'm like the one guy, like, I don't care how we played against the deep ball because you can play great against the deep ball and then you can play in a game and give up eight of them and, and lose. So it's always, it always comes down to fundamentals, technique, you know, understanding the coverage we're in. Um, is it man? Is it zone? Who's the deep guy? Who's the short guy? Like, it's everybody knowing their role. Um, and I think doing it on a consistent level. Like, when you talk about deep plays, it doesn't matter if you do it right 80% of the time because that 20% they are huge gains. They're touchdowns, they're 60-yard plays. So 
Um, I think it's something that we have to continue to, to be conscious of, to think about, you know, who is supposed to be defending a deep part of the field on every play. And if you are, you got to get it done. So I, I think we've had a good mentality so far, um, but we're going to play some, you know, we'll play a team like this that does a great job um, of not always just lining up and throwing the ball deep, but creating some type of traffic or, you know, some matchup that they like where it's not going to always be easy to just have someone deep and control it, where we're going to have to just be prepared and, and make plays in one-on-one -on -one situations. Devin, what did the news of Colin Kaepernick's workout being scheduled and, and happening on Saturday mean to you when you first heard that? I think it's awesome. You know, I think for him, you know, a guy that's been, you know, fighting to try to get back in the league, and I think, um, from a player standpoint, a lot of guys have watched him play football and, and I think truly believe he deserves a shot to be in this league. Um, so I, I think it, it's cool to see and I just hope it something comes out of it. You know, I hope people show up. I hope he gets consideration for, you know, an actual job, you know, in the NFL um, because, he, I mean, he played good football when he was out there. And I think when you look across the league from a talent level, you know, standpoint, you know, you, I think everybody that watches, like, well, you know, we know this guy can play on Sunday. So um, I think, you know, for us as players, it's not as big of a deal. I think for him, no, that's what matters um, because everything he's given up, you know, to stand up for something he believes in. I think it would be awesome uh, to see him get signed and get to play football again. Has any of your social justice work ever connected or overlapped with him? Um, I think from the standpoint of like, we all probably believe in the same thing. Like I've talked to him a couple of times, but I wouldn't say like, we've done like something together, you know, from that standpoint. But um, no, I, I support him though and what he stands for. Yeah, you guys haven't played obviously in two weeks. You haven't known the feeling of winning for three weeks. Can you talk about oh, missing man. that? Thanks, Bush. <laughs> you talk about missing that feeling? Yeah, I mean, hopefully we could get it, you know, Sunday. Um, you know, I think, I, I mean, obviously, I, I haven't thought about that <laughs> as you say that, but, um, you know, obviously, you know, you don't win in a while. You know, you guys see how much fun we have. Um, playing football is about winning. Like, that's what happens at the end of the week. You put in all this work. When you don't win, it's it's not a good feeling, you know, so you want to get back to it and try to win. And um, I think for us, that's been our goal this week to just continue to try to execute out there in practice, continue to talk, communicate on what we're going to need to do. Um, and, and realize we're going in a hostile environment and, you know, we're going to go out there and try to get a win. So um, probably doesn't matter how much we miss it. And, you know, it comes down to what we're going to go, what we're going to do about it and go out there and try to play well and execute. Yeah, how, how long did you hold on to the disappointment of Baltimore before you just said, all right, that's enough. It's time to just let it go. Um, quick. Uh, it's holding on to it doesn't really do much. I'll probably say I was talking about it on Monday after the game, like getting my family group chat. My mom, it's probably that night, was like, hey, you know, someone has to win, someone has to lose, and tonight you just lost. And I laughed about it and <laughs> moved on. You know, it's it's about watching the film, breaking the film down, and, and understanding how you need to improve, um, not harping on all your bad plays or what we could have done better. Like, you know that. It's about now – how do I change that when it comes back up? Not, you know, I've, I've tried not to ever harp on a loss, especially now, like 10 years in, and you realize you harp on one loss, then one loss turns into two losses, three losses. Like, you have to move on um, and try to be a better player the next week so you don't have to worry about worrying about another loss. Is that similar to what your mom told you after you lost the state championship when you were 12? Yeah, I held on that a little longer. Though. I didn't, uh, I wasn't as mature to understand. Um, 
But like any other 12-year-old, I, I thought it was all the coach's fault. So That happens. Yeah. I told him, if you just gave me the ball more, we would have won. How, how similar does the Eagles offense look to the team that you faced in Super Bowl 52? I know different quarterback, different running backs, but same receivers, tight end, offensive line. Is there a lot of carry over there? I think it's some. I think even – I think it's very similar to our offense. You know, you have the – you know, Peterson's really an offensive guy, like the OC. Like, he's still there. They're still running a lot of similar things. It's, I would say it's probably very similar. Like, you know, we still have Josh McDaniels here. We still have Tom here. Um, obviously, things are going to change because personnel changes and, and, you know, what they do. But there's definitely some similarities. And, and going back and trying to learn from that game uh, to move forward definitely helps you. So, um, obviously, in, in this league, nothing ever stays exactly the same. Um, but there, there are some similarities, I think. You did mention, like, when they have two tight ends on the field, it might actually kind of be like when they have three receivers mm -hmm. on the field. How important is it when you're facing a versatile group like that to have versatility on your side to be able to kind of shift, okay, we're going to treat it like 12 or we're going to treat it like 11? I, I would it, think it's hard to kind of sub in those situations if you... Yeah, but I think you just have to know what we want to do as a defense. Like, we could sub in another group. We could keep a group. Like, you don't know, and I think um, as much as you kind of want to have that planned out, like, going into the game, sometimes the game dictates what you end up in. Like, you don't know how the game's going to kind of turn out. So we could practice all week, like, hey, we're going to do this, and then the game kind of develops, and we're like, oh, we don't like that. Let's do this. So I think it's understanding who's in the game, what they're trying to do, and then what we're trying to do, and then mesh all of that together. Um, that I mean, it sounds simple, but you know, within that, knowing what they want to do and what we want to do, that's the tough part about playing in this league. On top of the tight ends, you have Sanders on the backfield, and, and Sproles has had a tremendous career. How do they complicate things for defense? It creates five wide. You know, I think that's the tough thing. Like, you can come out there in 12, and if they go empty, you now have five receivers on the field. So. Um, again, it comes down to kind of understanding that, understanding where guys are aligned, you know, how they want to attack us, who's the threat, and what situation. If we if we can help, where do we want to help? You know, I think understanding uh, again, like what they do and what defense are we in. How can we kind of get the defense exactly how we want it? Um, is what's tough about this league, and I think especially when you have an offense like this with Peterson and, and how. They're able to game plan and dial things up. They do a really good job of creating things that they want from an offensive standpoint. So we have to be prepared and ready to go defensively to to know what they want to do and then be ready to adjust on some of the things that we just haven't seen that they're going to bring up, you know, by week. So um, they'll have some stuff that we haven't seen that we have to be ready to adjust to. Devin, was it harder to do that in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago because they had basically kind of redone their offense with Foles? You know, what they had been doing with Foles, what they did with Foles in the playoffs that year wasn't what they had been doing with Wentz. Did it well, make it more challenging? Well, I would say we gave up 41 points. So I would say everything they did was a challenge for us defensively. I mean, you give up that many points, you can't you can't stand up and say it wasn't a challenge. It, you know, I think they obviously outplayed us and did a better job. Um, but some of the stuff they did was, you know, what we saw on film. And um, But I think that's any time. Anytime you have a long gap between a game, like right now, a bye week, you know, a Super Bowl game, like you're no offense is going to come out and do the same thing they had done, you know, for 17 weeks, nine, 10 weeks. They're going to do a lot of that. You know, that's going to be the meat and potatoes, but they're going to have some different things in there that when they do call them, 
they don't want it to gain three yards, four yards. Like they want those to be big plays. So um, I think off of that, that's why you always have to be ready. And that's what's tough about playing defense in this league is you have to be ready to adjust and do things differently than maybe you thought. Hey, Devin, you talked about the Social Justice Fund, and you made it a point that everybody in the locker room contributed. So many of the people spearheading the Social Justice, the Players Coalition, are like yourself, African-American, Malcolm Jenkins, Anquan Bolden. How important is it that the public sees that it's, it's an issue that people across the spectrum, regardless of race, ethnicity, background, have a vested interest in? I think it's key. You know, I've had multiple conversations with Chris Long. Like, I still talk to him all the time um, of how important, you know, he is and was when he was in the league and speaking out against different things. And that's what I loved about the the Social Justice Fund is because now everyone can contribute, but you can kind of contribute how you want, how you best see fit for yourself. And um, we've had guys that stepped up, like David Andrews has come to a panel discussion to just learn more. And I think that's always exciting um, when guys are, are able to step out on the line and say, I just want to learn. I want to educate myself. I want to, you know, I want to see what it is different people go through that maybe I haven't, you know, been around or experienced. So um, it's an exciting time, I think, across the league because I think guys are more aware of what's going on and guys want to make a difference in so many different platforms, whether it's some type of charity with a medical situation or it's bullying or it's domestic violence or it's social justice. Like guys want to get involved and make a difference. And I think it's great just to see individually a bunch of stories that you see throughout the league, but also when teams do things collectively and try to make a change in the communities they're in. Appreciate it. Thank you.